Hey everybody, welcome to the Morning Lift. This is Coach Carter coming to you on a great Friday. Looking forward to taking a little time, sharing some insights with you. Really going to just talk about two things today. A couple limiting beliefs that, uh, you know, having clients and, and having them, you know, share their insights with me. I, two of these just kind of popped out and I just wanted to share them real quick with you and some some ideas maybe that might help you. And maybe you have these same limiting beliefs. And the first one, you know, is I can hardly eat anything and I still can't lose weight. It it seems like we don't eat anything hardly at all. And it just seems like we just can't lose weight. It's a belief that a lot of us have, you know, and feeling this way can be extremely frustrating and confusing. I get that. And sometimes it even stops us from trying to get healthier altogether. It's almost like that we just we just give up you know but in virtually every case the principle of energy balance here always applies we talked about that in a previous podcast when you eat more calories you know or energy think of it that way than you expend you tend to gain weight and when you eat fewer calories than you expend you tend to lose weight which sounds pretty simple uh, and it is so what gives i guess should be the question you know well let's kind of figure it out so one of the things i'd recommend you do um, if you're really, you know, trying to understand this for yourself and really trying, you know, to make a change or a transformation and really, you know, try to track this, I want you to try and experiment for one week. And I want you to track everything you eat. And I mean everything. And all you have to do, you got a couple ways to do this. Write down what you eat every day of the week for seven days. Yeah, yeah, I know. I know. You've heard this advice before, and you've heard me tell you that I don't like the idea of really tracking this stuff. But in this case, because we've got to figure this out for you, if you really believe that you hardly eat anything and you just can't lose weight, then we got to figure it out. And this is a great strategy to do that. So, you know, but have you really ever tracked your food, I guess would be a question. So if you write it down versus just keeping a mental tally, it's going to be right there for you. You know, every single meal, every single snack, every day for seven days. You know, if not, let's just give it a try. You know, if you haven't done it in the past, let's just give it a try. You know, it's a lot, it's actually a lot easier, by the way, than it really sounds. So you can write it down in a notebook if that's what's best for you. You can use uh, some kind of a record keeping app like MyFitnessPal. Uh, or what I would do, uh, because it's much more convenient, in my opinion, is I would take a photo with my uh, iPhone uh, of every single thing that I eat, and that's everything. And you got to make sure you include everything you eat and drink. Don't forget to record the cream and sugar in your coffee, the dressing on your salad, the lone fry you steal from your kid. You know everything. You've got to write down everything. Um, now, unless you enjoy this process, and I'm I don't mean that it's fun, but I mean you enjoy the fact you're trying to figure something out. You enjoy the fact that you're trying to come up with some uh, conclusions to answers you don't understand. I don't recommend you do it uh, if you don't feel comfortable doing it. Uh, understand that it's just a short-term experiment. It's seven days. I don't want you to feel uh, in any way that you're putting yourself in a bad predicament or bad position. This needs to be a transformational experiment. It needs to be something that can kind of give you some information about why you're not losing weight. 
So treat the notes that you take like you're your own scientist. This isn't just about judging your food choices. It's got nothing to do with judging anything. It's really just a way of noticing things. You want to be able to be aware of things. So be kind to yourself, but be curious and compassionate with what you're doing. Uh, too often, I think it's easy that we aren't kind and compassionate to ourselves. So for the probably the most accurate snapshot of your evening, e eating habits, try to do this during a typical week that don't have any big events included. And, and don't change how you normally would eat just uh, because you're keeping track. Don't do that because now you're not going to get actual data that can help you. Don't change what you're doing. Just record it. And at the end of the week, take a look at the log. Uh, take a look at the pictures. Is it in line with how you thought you were eating? You know, the lesson is it's easy and incredibly common to underestimate how much we eat. That's true of everybody. And research points that out. For average people, underestimate their food intake by as much as 47% for all sorts of understandable reasons. First, we have a lot of mindless little nibbles uh, can even make less memorable than the storage location of our car keys. You know, you, you just don't realize when you're nibbling on stuff that that all adds up. Second, though, humans, uh, we humans are great at a lot of things, but estimating portion sizes just doesn't seem to be one of them. We don't, uh, we don't always recognize how caloric certain foods are. You know, peanut butter, for example, sometimes we deceive ourselves. You know, I had like five chips, not three quarters of a bag, right? The point is, this is a, a real thing, and it happens to a lot of people. Uh, probably all of us at one time or another, even nutrition experts, uh, dietitians. This is this is a challenge for everybody. It's just that the more practice we have at having good habits, the better we get. So that's why many people, they need kind of what I would call nutritional guide rails. You know, calorie counts or looking at your macros or the hand portions that we talked about uh, and how much they're eating. And they need that just for a little while. They don't need that forever like we've talked about in the past. So they, they just need it long enough that they can figure out a few things. Um, so I would recommend you find a nutrition calculator. You can find multiple ones online. I think Precision Nutrition has the best one. Um, but certainly go check out any of those online. They're free. And go ahead and plug in your goals and your personal info. Uh, you'll get a full report of how much to eat along with the corresponding hand portions if you use Precision Nutrition's, and everything you need to know about how they work. So using this approach in combination with a little bit more mindful eating practices like eating slowly and only to 80% full uh, or satisfied, um, it can help you eat in a way that makes weight loss seem more effortless, and it truly will be. Um, so here's a couple little experiments. I'll give you two experiments that you could try here. Uh, one of them we've talked about before. I'm going to just bring it up again because it's something you can do uh, easily. And the, it's this. Eat slowly every day for the next week while you're taking these pictures. Try making every meal last a little bit longer. Seriously, just, I know it sounds weird, time yourself and see if you can't make these meals last a little longer. And, you know, and the easy way to do this is start by just taking a breath between bites. Um, 
you know, if you think about it, or putting your fork down and breathing in between bites, try putting your fork down, enjoying what you're eating, and then continue that way, and you'll find that you eat a little slower. And, you know, what it can show you is you might discover that you feel more satisfied faster or sooner. Uh, so you eat less automatically, and you may also notice eating slow, slowly brings up some uncomfortable feelings too, ones that you've been quashing with food. So that's something to be aware of as well. You know, the slower you eat, the more it might bring up feelings of the past and reasons why you might have used comforts and foods to feel better about certain things that have been emotionally bothering you. So experiment with this, um, you know, uh, try doing it uh, a little bit, you know, for this next week, and you'll see that it, it will help you eat a little less. Uh, another thing that you can do um, is just take one meal uh, in this week. Just take one um, and try to make it just a little healthier. Not the entire meal, just a little healthier. So you don't have to do a complete like uh, 180 in order to see any progress. Example would be, you know, you love cold cereal. <clears throat> well, try just for breakfast swapping out the cereal for maybe oatmeal. Uh, or if you don't feel comfortable doing that, maybe have a piece of fruit instead of hash browns, or you could try your eggs on, you know, maybe a bit of greens instead of a bagel. You know, it's not just about substitutions. It's about being thoughtful about what you eat before you eat. You know, guys, this is going to seem obvious and silly, but you can't be thoughtful after you've done it. Okay. That makes you regretful. Try to be thoughtful about what you're going to eat before you eat. And small changes, if you do them consistently, are going to truly pave the way to lasting habits. And that's what creating optimal health, nutrition, and fitness is all about. Small changes that are done consistently, all right? You know, another limiting belief um, that's truly a tough one, you know, is this. I seriously can't handle being hungry. It, it, it bothers me. It makes me uncomfortable. I can't handle it. Um, have you ever heard yourself or feel that in your own self? I mean, hunger is a lot of things, right? I mean, hunger is a lot of things. It can be annoying. It can be uncomfortable. It's distracting. One thing it's not, it's not as big of a deal that we make it sometimes, um, that we should do everything in our power to ever avoid experiencing it. Okay. You know, and I'm not saying this, uh, you know, to be a smarty pants here. What I'm saying is, uh, being hungry does not need to be such a big deal. The problem is, though, let's be honest, hunger feels like a big deal. You know, some clients have even told me in the past that hunger feels like an emergency, and it does to them. And this is crucial. They worry that if they don't eat right away, their hunger will continue and get worse and worse and worse. And, you know, ultimately, it's going to it's going to have some far reaching uh, you know, major catastrophic health issue, or they could die. And I'm not making this up. This is truly something that can happen. You know, and if you could visualize what I'm going to say now, I want you to think about how hunger works for a minute. You know, we think of it a line starting at the ground, you know, and going toward the moon and just one big shot and then boom, right? You know, so for that reason, many people eat as soon as they feel any kind of slight pang of hunger you know, physical or mental, because, you know, hunger sometimes is mental onset, not just my stomach is telling me I'm physically hungry. So that often means they consume, you know, more than they really needed, which leads to weight gain, or at least 
stalls out fat loss. And they also reach for whatever they find first. All right. I mean, whatever they see is what they're going to eat. But what happens when you don't immediately meet hunger with food? I mean, here's a couple experiments you could try. Um, try fasting for one day. I know it sounds scary. Nothing bad's going to happen, I promise. And a lot of you have already done this before for either uh, religious reasons or just fat loss reasons. You've done it before, but some of you never have. Um, but remember, we're trying to do some experimenting here uh, to answer that question where, you know, uh, you're afraid to not just take care of that hunger right away. You know, but nothing bad will happen if you fast for 24 hours. You know, uh, you can call that experiment uh, a fasting day. You know, uh, in the coaching that I've done in the past, uh, clients have done, I've had clients do one day fast. And it has a very impactful experience for them. You know, it, it's really changed the way they view their own hunger, uh, their own uh, habits that are associated with hunger. Um, so here's the way it works. You consume no calories for 24 hours. I mean, as much as close as you can get to zero, not a none. Okay. You can enjoy uh, calorie free drinks, you know, like water, flavored water, unsweetened tea, or just plain coffee. But other than that, please avoid all foods and caloric beverages. Obviously, this isn't something we recommend long term. Never will. Okay. It's just one day, 24 hours. And it might be, you know, depending on, you know, your your emotions and how you you treat food, it might be the most challenging and insightful day you've had in a long time. Uh, but there's a, a few important things here. You can do this on a schedule that works for you. For example, you could fast from dinner to dinner or lunch to lunch. And if 24 hours feels like it's too much, just consider skipping a meal or two instead. You know, this isn't about being perfect. None of this is ever about being perfect. All right. Also, it has to go without saying, but you probably shouldn't try this experiment on a day when you need to be 100 percent on your game. Like if you have a big meeting or if you have something that you're doing, um, <clears throat> you know, you're doing open heart surgery today or whatever. I don't think I do this. All right. But. If it's a quote unquote normal day, then I would at least look at giving it a shot. And remember, fasting isn't right for everyone. So here's a couple, uh, you know, that I wouldn't do this for. So don't fast if you have a medical condition, obviously, that requires you to eat. Uh, don't fast if you struggle with disordered eating in any way and have been told to never fast. And don't fast if you know that there are with periods of food restriction even if you do it carefully and consciously, it could bring binging on for you later. We don't want that. This is just an experiment for people that have the ability to do it, to see what really their hunger quotient is. So what we're trying to learn here and teach ourselves is that hunger isn't an emergency. There's other things that are emergencies, but truly hunger isn't one of them. And it's natural to worry that hunger will keep getting worse and worse making us feel lousy and preventing us from getting anything useful done. But hunger doesn't really work that way. You know, I told you a second ago that hunger, most people think of hunger as starting at the bottom and then just skyrocketing toward the moon and then boom, you know, we got to eat. But hunger hormones are, are actually released more like in waves. You know, think of, uh, you know, waves you see like radio waves or whatever when you see them on a screen. Um, these waves are based on when our bodies are expecting food. 
And as you probably experienced, if you do this experiment, hunger is strongest around three to four hours uh, after you start a fast. And then it subsides. It's an incredible feeling. And, and often it becomes a great relief, right? To learn that you can actually feel hungry, truly hungry, and choose not to do anything about it. This truly then clarifies in your own spirit that you are the one who is the master of this. You're the one who controls this, and you don't have to do anything as well as eat. You don't have to. You have taken control of that. You are the master now of your health and your fitness this way. It's a way to start that, that mindset. So there can be several benefits. Benefit that probably the first one is if the available food choices don't make sense for you, you know you can wait now until something better is available. It's, it's no biggie anymore. It's not something that you perseverate on. Another benefit is you will learn what true hunger feels like. And this awareness can help you distinguish between what I would call a psychological or, or mental type hunger. You know, I feel like eating something from a, a physiological hunger where my body is telling me it's time to eat. Huge difference, right? Uh, we actually create some powerful habits through that psychological hunger. I mean, we go sit down to watch a great uh, ball game, football game or whatever, and we automatically associate that with eating snacks. Not saying there's anything wrong with that, but what I'm saying is if you're trying to get a handle on mindless eating or whatever is causing you to slow down in your progress, these are all kind of things that we need to think about. You know, and another benefit is, you know, if it's not time to eat, waiting until your next meal or snack won't feel like a problem. A lot of times um, we create problems by thinking we have to eat, but now you realize it's not a problem if I don't eat. This is not only convenient if hunger strikes somewhere food isn't accessible, you know, such as on a commute or whatever, but can also be extremely helpful if you're trying to lose fat. So what I would recommend is to keep experimenting and, and keep growing in your own knowledge of yourself. This is all self-knowledge, which helps ultimately our transformation. And, you know, you can probably see or not see, you can't see me, but you can hear me that I, I'm a huge fan of self-experimentation. This is important. You know, it's a win-win. You know, you'll, you'll either get a, a huge reaffirming boost of confidence and confirmation that you're on the right track, or you're gonna get valuable information about how you can change things up for the better. I mean, so this is a win-win for you. Uh, and it's simply by paying attention to how uh, experiments make you feel, you empower and energize yourself to make better and more informed choices. And that's really what, you know, creating optimal health and fitness is all about, is creating better, more informed choices. And remember, self-experimentation isn't about getting anything ever perfect. It's about finding out what works for you, putting it into practice, one small step at a time, all right? so. Wanted to touch on that today. Wanted to just kind of go over a couple things that I think are limiting beliefs that a lot of my clients have shared uh, that maybe you've had, maybe uh, will help you in kind of looking at ways to strategize this. You know, when we take control over our situation and we start uh, taking uh, into account different ways that we can look at uh, creating strategies to help uh, make better choices, transform our life, then we're the ones in control. Food doesn't control us. We control what we eat and when we eat and how we eat and why we're eating and all that good stuff. Uh, but we have to regain control again. 
And uh, being able to deal with these self-limiting beliefs sometimes, it's a crucial way to do that. On Sunday, like I've said in the previous podcast, I'm excited. I'm going to be talking about my 30-day uh, challenge. It's, a, it's really a 30-day nutrition challenge. Um, it's not about winning. It's not about you know beating other people. It's about uh, really being able to take all the things that I've been talking about on this podcast, quantifying them and qualifying them, putting them into a, a user-friendly type challenge where you'll have different things to do every day. Everything from you know how to think or rethink things, how to look at where you might need to change in your life, uh, different kind of ways and mindsets that have been limiting, and how to then become unlimited in your the power of what you're able to do. Uh, looking at how foods affect us and and how we can strategize, you know, uh, to become the healthiest we can with what we eat. How we can then introduce you know exercise into our life in a way that we can be consistent uh, and actually help us fulfill our goals. And then how we're going to put all this together into a lifestyle plan that works for us and be able to then be consistent, persistent and do this for the rest of our lives. Because any challenge, I don't care what challenge it is, any challenge that you take, uh, mine included, it's going to be about, well, you know, what happens after the challenge? And from my standpoint, if your life doesn't change, if you haven't transformed your habits um, into exactly what you want your lifestyle to be, then then the challenge didn't do anything. And I, I guarantee you that the way I've designed this challenge is going to help take you to a place you never dreamed you could go because it's all about you. The only difference is you get to share some of those things with a forum of people that are also in it to help other people uh, as they help themselves. So it's going to be fun. It's going to be exciting. It's going to be something uh, that I want to start December 1st and run through the month of December. Uh, it's a month of uh, giving. It's a month of gratitude. Uh, you know, if you think about it, gratitude's all about, you know, uh, where we came from and generosity is all about where we're going, right? So that's what I want this to be. I want it to be a way that we can be grateful for where we are and then generous and where we're going with others. So this is something I want to create that I think is going to help you uh, be able to have some eye-opening moments, uh, maybe some tearful moments, and certainly going to be a lot of laughter in this. But it's a 30-day nutrition challenge that I guarantee you will help transform your life for the rest of your life. And uh, I'm looking forward to being part of that with you and to really help coaching you through it and getting all of you together to help each other. So again, this is Coach Carter. This is The Morning Lift. I love being with you. You guys have a great evening. Make it the best Friday ever. And I look forward to speaking with you tomorrow. You guys have a great evening.